0: One of the biggest concerns that the misnagdim those that once upon a time in a galaxy far away, those that used to be opposed to the Hasidic movement, one of their biggest concerns, one of the things that they said that they were so scared of is that if Hasidus stresses that the most important part of Yiddishkeit, of Torah, and of life is a beautiful relationship with Hashem, And working on that relationship and that inner, deep, relationship with God, the relationship with God, if Chassidim stress that it's about dvekus and cleaving and connecting and consciousness and therefore want us to spend time meditating, and that's why Hasidim weren't so worried about Zman Tfilah, about different the times of davening, <clears throat> or even with a minion. The most important thing is that it's you and God, that you should know you're standing in God's presence, and if not, davening with a minion is more conducive for that, so Hasidim wouldn't done with a minion, but the Mesnagdim were scared that if there's this huge stress on this romance with God on this subjective experience of the divine, of bringing yourself to Hashem, not just swallowing whole a whole bunch of rules and regulations, but bringing your heart, your mind, your being to God. And like any relationship, when you get into a deep, deep kind of relationship with DMCs, deep, meaningful conversations into the night, if you have with God, and there's going to be ups and downs. So the misnagdim, those that were once used to be scared that Hasidim would come eventually to not care about halacha, about the actual objective rules of Judaism. Now, obviously, when it comes to prayer, the Zman Tefillah, the time of prayer, that's a rule, but that we had to have special permission from the tzaddikim, and like they themselves said, that if it was wrong, it, avera gerera severa, sin causes another sin, but in fact we see the opposite, that spending time praying, even if it's not the right time, causes a person to do more mitzvahs, to be closer to Hashem. But the misnagnim were afraid, but what about all the other laws, the rules and regulations of Judaism? What about Shulchan Aruch? Historically, any mystical movement throughout religions, not just Judaism, Mahavdil and Christianity and Islam when it came to the Sufis or the quietists in Christianity, all mystical movements that stress the subjective experience… There was always the concern of the Orthodox establishment that there would be antinomian tendencies, which means that people would do whatever they feel. It's like in any romantic relationship, there's going to be, you know, subjectivity, and so then Hasidim are going to end up not keeping Shulchan and not keeping the laws, and that's what the M'snagim were afraid of. Now, obviously, like the Lubavitcher Reb of our generation said that that concern may have been legitimate <clears throat> a couple of, you know, decades or scores ago maybe centuries ago, but these days, like the Rebbe joked, he said, if you ask a non-Jew on the street what's a Hasidic person, they'll tell you, oh, they're the ones that are ultra-Orthodox. Not only didn't Hasidus bring about a laxity in the laws, but Hasidim, as the Rebbe said, we're two pairs of tefillah, not just one. So why is that? As the Mesnagdim were scared, why is that? They were afraid. Why is this romantic relationship going to cause a person to be careful with laws? Maybe it's going to cause a person not to be careful with laws, but obviously, I guess... These misnagdim had never really been in love. Because if a person is really in love, you know that that love causes you to be more careful as much as you can, obviously. Listen, we, and and anything that's an authentic relationship, they're going to be mess ups, but especially when it's subjective. But a person that gets more in love, that's going to cause, that's going to cause one to be more careful in a relationship with Hashem. Like when you're in love with somebody, you try as much as you can to be careful not to hurt them and to do whatever is going to make them happy, whatever is going to make you closer to them. And that is Shulchan Aruch. That's the laws of Judaism. And to really explain it, I mean, we've been learning the past couple of days about essence and existence and even though I mentioned on Monday that it's in the 19th chapter of Higeras HaKadosh of Tanya, it's discussed, which is true, the difference between Yadis and Mitzis and Yadis and Buhus, knowing of existence and knowing of essence, but the truth is that in Tanyan, page Kufnun Urbeis, 156b, the Altar Rebbe there says, this idea that we're learning today in an extremely amazing way that shows what Hasidus is all about, because what the Altar Rebbe says there... And the truth is, he says the same thing in chapter 46 of the first part of Tanya. But over there, he connects it to essence and existence. And he says that just in a relationship between two people, how does a relationship work? So first, you get to know the person, you deus You get to know about the person, the way the person manifests. You talk to a person, you know what their personality like, right? That's what courting is, dating. You get to know the metzias. You get to know the metzias of a person. What's this person all about? Is this the type of person I want to have a relationship with? And then hopefully, eventually, one falls in love, like King Solomon writes, a mushal, the parable in the Song of Songs, the love of a man and a woman, as the ultimate parable of, between Hashem and the Jewish people. And there, in chapter 46, of Tanya, the Altar says, What happens when a man and a woman fall in love? Eventually, the chas and kala come together, v'nishuk, with hugging and kissing and passion and ultimate union of body with body. A mitzvah is God's body, halacha is God's body, like the altar says in Tanik Kufnunvav So when it comes to God, how do I get to know God? By the world, by reality, by seeing reality as the light of God. I could know God, Yediyas amatiyas. I could know about the existence of God, just like a psychologist could spend 20 years learning about the mind, even though you don't know what it looks like. I could learn about the way God manifests to me. I could learn about a little teeny drop of God's light called the universe and everything that drop of God's light does. And yes, it's only about God's existence, but eventually that's going to make you love God. By knowing, having consciousness of God, of whatever aspect of God you could comprehend that relates to you, just like when you're going on a date, you get to know the person, you get to know God slowly by learning more chasidus, more and more Kabbalah, It's all about how often you think about God, and that causes one to have love of Hashem, and then just like in that relationship, eventually you want to unite with Hashem. You don't want anymore just to know ways God manifests. Eventually, when you meditate enough how all the universe is just a drop, all the reality, you know everything you ever loved and appreciated is just a little teeny drop of God's light, like one drop from the ocean. You want the ocean itself, you want God himself, you realize that the whole universe, all of reality is a very, very teeny, constrained place compared to the infinity of Hashem. And so one, one soul wants God, but how do you unite with God's essence? You can't know, you can't have a Mahus. you can't know God's essence until Mashiach comes when it will be revealed, but now you can touch God's essence. Asher Kedishonu B'mitzvot Yisav, like he says there in Tanya chapter 46, it's mamish like the yichud, like the relationship of a man and a woman. When you do a mitzvah, as he says there in Kufnan Vav Marbez, when you hold an esrog, when you hold the physical mitzvahs in this world, what Shulchan is, what Torah is, what Halacha is, Halacha means... The path, how to walk, how to guide, and the, usually most people means halacha is how we walk. But chasidah says it means halacha how we walk God into the world, how we guide halacha is being molich, guiding God into the world. Because when you hold an estroge, you are touching God's essence, and that touching, that unification, is always going to be. In darkness, that's why we don't feel anything. As the al says in Tanya chapter 23 in the brackets, that that's why we don't feel anything we do a mitzvah, because you're touching God's essence. You can't, until Mashiach comes, contain that. Your physical body right now can't contain that. Of course we can't right now feel what it is that our soul is experiencing, the ecstasy Our soul is experiencing. That's why we don't feel it. That's why so often we feel we're in darkness. But isn't that what ultimate romantic connection is? Listen to this poem by Pablo Neruda, his poem called I Do Not Love You. I do not love you as if you were salt rose or topaz or the arrow of carnations the fire shoots off. I love you as certain dark things are to be loved in secret between the shadow and the soul. I love you as the plant that never blooms but carries in itself the light of hidden flowers. Thanks to your love, a certain solid fragrance, risen from the earth, lives darkly in my body. I love you without knowing how or when or from where. I love you straightforwardly, without complexities or pride. So I love you because I know no other way than this. Where I does not exist, nor you so close that your hand on my chest is my hand, so close that your eyes close when I fall asleep. May this Elul of this very difficult year inspire us to want to touch the essence through mitzvahs, through halacha, and most importantly, through screaming to God to finally reveal His essence and His existence. With the coming of Mashiach, may we finally see it today.